what's up everybody? How you doing tonight? Episode number 308. Drink until you podcast. The only podcast that lasts until the last drop. How the hell is your Sunday going? How the hell was your week? I hope everybody's doing okay. I hope you're safe out there. Um, I got my Bud Light Platinum Seltzer with me here. Uh, I went to the appropriate store, got what I wanted. Uh, I did change up the flavor this time. I normally go with the red one. I think it's like a strawberry guava, possibly. I actually don't even know now. Uh, but I got the blood orange this time, so I'm about to see how this goes. Uh, if you got them, drink them. Bottoms up. Cheers, everybody. I remember uh, Revolver has has like a blood orange beer that I enjoyed. This is this has got that dark, that kind of bitter, not overwhelming bitter flavor, but there's something about the blood orange. It's always kind of darker. I, I like it. I would drink this again. Um, eight out of 10. Yeah, I would drink it again. It's not the best thing I've ever had, but it's not, it's drinkable. It's doable. Um, so we got a little bit to talk about this week, some NFL, some Dallas Cowboys, uh, some videos of the week. Um, actually, I'm just calling this segment now of the week because it's either pictures or videos or something funny that happened of the week. And uh, we got to talk about a movie, the movie Shazam. I don't know if you guys have heard about the controversy surrounding this, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, I'm just so bummed right now, man. Like, I had all week after the the Cowboys played the Eagles, like, preparing for this show. I'm like, it's going to be a great show. You know, I, I remember the things I said last week. It's like we seem like a different team. You know, our confidence is building. This is not the same team that played the Eagles when we got beat. You know, and all those things were true. All those things were true. And now I'm sitting here on Sunday just like, uh, I mean, the Cowboys already played. They, they already played against the uh, the Buffalo Bills. We lost <laughs> pretty bad. I think we had uh, a single field goal through like three quarters of the game. Awful. Just completely uh, did not look like the same team that just beat the Eagles. Like what the hell is going on? Um, the bright light I do want to talk about is our kicker, man. Uh, if you Cowboys fans remember last season, man, the, the curse of Maher. Good God. In a playoff game, I don't think this has ever happened before to my knowledge. Um, he missed four damn field goals in a single playoff game. Like, I've never seen four in a row. I've never seen a meltdown like that. I've never seen anything like that. You know, it's different if you miss one, you know, it's the last drive of the game and it's up to the field goal kicker and he missed. That's different. You know, you got a 50-50 shot you know, to put it through those uprights. Dude, this guy was just, I don't know what the hell happened with Maher, but um, our new kicker, Brandon Aubrey, he hit one from like 60 uh, convincingly. And then there's one that was like shorter later in the game, like 58. And that was like he could have gone another 10 yards on his kick. It's just like drastically different. It sounds like he had a pretty cool story too. Like he wasn't even set to play in the NFL. He didn't have a scholarship to go play football in college anywhere. He's just kind of been brought around to it and he's fucking crushing it, dude. Uh, from what I've seen, I mean, he had the only three points today for the most part. We did eventually get a touchdown, but, um, 
yeah, dude, all week I'm just so hyped to like come talk about it. And then they just took the wind out of my sails. It's just inconsistent. Like what the hell happened? Uh, did not look like the same team from the past couple of weeks. I mean, we've been building. Momentum's been building. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened. So let's go over a couple of sco scores. Excuse me. Uh, you got the Raiders beating the Chargers. Good Lord. 63 to 21. Um, I thought the Chargers were good. What happened? Uh, you got the Bengals over the Vikings, 27-24. That was a pretty close game. Colts over the Steelers, 30-13. Lions over the Broncos, 42-17. That was pretty high scoring. Uh, Saints over the Giants, divisional foe for my Cowboys, 24-6. Uh, uh, Browns over the Bears, 20-17. I mean, look at the Bears. They scored 17 points this week. We could only muster 10. That's sad. Uh, Panthers versus Falcons. Panthers come out on top, 9-7. Buccaneers over the, the Packers, 34-20. Uh, Dolphins just shutting out the Jets. Goodness gracious, 30 to nothing. Um, Chiefs come out on top this week after having just a bad last week. 27-17 over the Patriots. Texans over the Titans, 19-16. Uh, 49ers over the Cardinals, 45 to 29. Rams over the Commanders, thank you for that, 28 to 20. Uh, as I said, the Bills over my Cowboys, 31 to 10. Ouch. And currently, the Ravens are ahead, 10 to 7 over the Jaguars in the third quarter. Uh, 7:15 left in the quarter. And then Monday Night Football, you got the Eagles and the Seahawks. Let's go Seahawks. Uh, I want the Eagles to lose again. They need to lose again. I mean, if they win, they're tops of the day. It's like we did all that shit. We fought that hard <laughs> and just to let them, uh, let's see where the, the Seahawks are at. Let's see if they have a chance to beat the Eagles. It's like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, no Seahawks are not good. They're six and seven. So uh, that probably means the Eagles are going to be back on top again, which is like, that. we just shot ourselves in the damn foot, dude. I don't get it. I really don't get it. And I, I do have this theory, too. And I don't know if this applies, but... <clears throat> and I've tried to describe this before, but... Uh, what's his name? Greg Maddox, the pitcher. The legendary pitcher. Um, I was watching, like, some old videos, some old pitching videos the other day. <clears throat> And he had this thing, and I've never heard, like, an athlete admit to doing this before. I thought it was kind of cool. But he said he would, when he would face teams and, like, really good hitters early on in the season, maybe preseason, maybe just early in the MLB season, he would let the good hitters have a little bit of success for, uh, against him just to kind of, like, give them false confidence, which is just a really, like, intelligent strategy because when he would come to face them later on in a season in a crucial uh, crucial in a crucial situation they hadn't seen what he was going to throw they thought they knew what he was going to do but he it's kind of like I, I call it sandbagging you know just like holding back a little bit and and you know letting them build that that confidence up you know um i see it sometimes when you know i watch these like rocket league tournaments too uh it's like uh, best three out of five, 
games or something like that. And uh, it's like the dude who's better is always like losing the first two games. And it's like that other player's like, oh, I'm on the verge of winning. Like, I've got this. I, I know what to do to lock him down. And But he doesn't because the other player hasn't showed all, all his cards. You know what I mean? Uh, pretty smart strategy. And I do sometimes wonder. I, I don't think any of these teams are playing to lose unless you're trying to get like a high draft pick. I know teams do do that, but that's not the Cowboys position. But I, I do wonder, and it does comfort me a little bit to think that's a lot of what happened this week is we're not going to show all of our cards. We're going to kind of sandbag a little bit. Uh, not to say that we'll ever, that we'll probably play Buffalo in the playoffs. We probably won't. Um, we probably won't see them. Even if we made it all the, all the way to the Super Bowl, they're probably not going to make it. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so, some of me kind of wonders if that has something to do with it. You know, like you, you don't want to show your cards every single week, you know, because then other teams start to catch on, especially if they're watching the games, they're watching what the defense is doing to shut your team down. So if if you're doing the same thing consistently and scoring the same ways and all this and that, then it's easier to latch onto. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I think I'm just kind of making excuses now for my team playing shitty. <laughs> but um, it was not good. It's not a good feeling. It's not as good of a feeling as I had before the game today. I should have just done the damn podcast yesterday, Saturday, before they had a chance to ruin it today because... <laughs> It's just like a bummer. I wanted to be all excited, and now I'm not. You know, not to say we're not. Uh, we made the playoffs. We officially are in the playoffs, so I'm thankful for that. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. It kind of makes me wonder sometimes if if teams do that on purpose or think to do that just as a strategy. You know, let the other team grow overconfident. You know. Like I said, not to say, I mean, that's the only time we're going to play Buffalo probably this season. So, um, <clears throat> but everybody's watching week to week. Everybody's watching. If you're a good team, other teams are studying you. If they have you coming up on schedule, they want to beat you. You know, if, if they face you in the playoffs, they want to know how to push the buttons where you're going to fall apart. Um, but like I said, that's probably just me like, making myself feel better about a terrible loss because it was a terrible loss like especially after like week one of this season it's like the Cowboys come out and score 40 something points in the very first week you're like holy shit like I hadn't seen this offense before who is this you know um but I'm not getting too down on it I'm just not as high as I was <laughs> coming into it because of the you know everything I said came true from last week, you know, I felt nice. Um, but I mean, that's how the cookie crumbles. It is what it is. We got another game next week. I think we have three left in the season. Uh, we'll see how it goes. If you got them, drink them. Bottoms up. Cheers. All right, moving on to the videos of the week here. Um, okay, I could get into this sport. I saw this video the other day on Instagram. Um, I'm, I love skateboarding. I love skateboarding videos. I, I don't love to skateboard. I wish I could. Um, I wish I wasn't so like afraid to fall down and like crack my head open. 
Um, so I don't skateboard, but I could totally get into this sport because there's no wheels. Um, this guy was using a pogo stick to like grind on, on shit, like on poles and stuff, which is kind of cool. Like, like I said, there's no wheels to like slip out from under you. Um, it's just a, I mean, worst case scenario, you land on the pogo stick wrong and you know, your feet are right there, right there to touch the ground. I just thought it was cool. I've never seen anyone do that before, uh, with the pogo stick. And I mean, he would grind a rail, hop off the rail and just like pogo away, just boing, boing, just jump away. It was kind of cool. Um, I wonder if that'll ever become a sport. That seems kind of neat. I know people like to do stuff on rollerblades seem a little bit safer, because they are attached to your feet. I'd feel sort of comfortable with that. The skateboard is just the scary part. Like just the wheels, I mean, that thing's gonna slip out from under you like a banana peel, <laughs> you got nothing. And you don't wanna be the dork out there with your fucking wrist guards and your helmet and your knee pads. You don't wanna be the dork, you wanna be the cool guy who's not wearing that shit that can pull off the tricks, but I'm not that guy. Um, I can't skateboard, so I might start trying to pogo. You know, find a pogo stick, try to learn how to grind on some shit. That'd be cool. Uh, there's still room for error. Um, I remember one of the only times I ever jumped on a pogo stick. I almost busted my teeth out when I was a kid. Just from the, like, the recoil. You, your body's going down one way. The pogo stick's bouncing off the concrete the other way. I mean, it's a bad combination. It can be a bad combination. Um, so there's my first video of the week. Um, let's see. Oh, I found this channel on Facebook and I, I'm just obsessed with this right now, man. I cannot stop watching this guy's videos. Uh, his channel name on Facebook is Tronics Fix. And basically what he does is like he gets old like Game Boys and like a Sega Genesis. And he, he basically like takes shit that's broken and he takes it apart, he cleans it, which is super satisfying, like, to see something that's got, like, 20, 30 years of grime on it, and he's cleaning it with, like, Q-tips and alcohol, like, the finished product is just so fucking cool, dude, it's, like, brand new, you know, 30 years later, it's brand new again, it's really cool, replaces the screens on stuff, he gets into the, uh, I guess you call it a circuit board, um, and he'll, like, solder, different things on if he needs to fuses or whatever uh, he knows a lot about this equipment which is really cool he did a ps5 the other day they said it had water damage he cracked it open uh, he actually did eventually find the water damage that uh, playstation said it had he fixed it he, he got it turned on he got it playing again i mean this was just something someone was going to throw away because of the water damage um, I just think that's really cool. He'll take like a video game cartridge and uh, clean it up, you know, break it apart, clean it up, just try to get the game going again, dude. The Game Boy one was the one that got me hooked. That was the very first one I saw. He fixed the Game Boy itself, which I, like I said, had like years and years of grime and like spilled Coke, you know, sticking some of it together and, you know, bad circuit board and the screen was cracked and also the video game i think that came in it, it already had a a video game in it it wasn't working either so once he got the system working he had to work on the video game 
to get it to work. It, it's just really fascinating to, to watch him do that kind of stuff, to have that kind of, um, <clears throat> I don't know, um, what do you call it? It's not really a mechanic, but he, he is doing some mechanics, but it, it's just really cool to see, dude. When I was a kid, I used to take shit apart. I could never put it back together. So like an old phone or something, an old rotary phone, we just had, you know, eventually you have spare ones laying around because we had the cordless phones. You know, you start getting the cordless phones with the answering machine. You don't need the rotary phones anymore. Dude, I would have one in my room not plugged in and I would just take it apart just to see what was in there, like how this thing even works, you know? So I think that's where a lot of my fasc fascination with this channel comes from. Uh, totally go give him a follow, watch a couple of videos. Um, he, he's awesome, dude. He, he knows how to fix so many different things. It's, it's great. Uh, Tronics Fix on Facebook. Uh, go check him out. <clears throat> now this last one I have is more of a picture, but it has a story to it. Um, let me find it here. It's on X. I did find it on X. Um, okay, so I, I found this the other day. This is from, and I've, I've totally shouted out this uh, this page before, this channel, uh, at History in Memes. And there's pictures of people fighting. There's four different pictures of people fighting. And it says, in the town, and I'm going to murder all of these names, by the way. So sorry about that. Uh, in the town of Chumbivilcas, Chumbivilcas, near Cusco in Peru, a unique annual celebration called Takenaku. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. I should have read this before. I read it on the podcast, so I could have had somewhat of a frame of reference for what these words were going to say. But I'm I'm doing my best here. Uh, an annual celebration called Takenaku takes place on December 25th on Christmas. This is their Christmas. This is awesome. Uh, the ancient tradition inherited from pre-Hispanic Chanka culture uh, serves as a way for community members to resolve conflicts and start the new year with a clean slate. Men, women, and children gather to engage in fist fights, which are supervised by local authorities. These fights are a way to settle grudges <laughs> from past years, fostering a sense of community and camaraderie among the participants. After the fights, the community comes together to drink and celebrate, helping to ease any pain and strengthen the bonds within the community. Now, I think that's awesome. Um, unlike the purge where you go out and like kill people and, you know, take all their shit, they're just straight up fighting. There's no guns. There's no knives. You know, that bitch looked at me weird in the supermarket. Therefore, I don't, you know, like you can settle all of that shit. I think that's fucking brilliant. And it's like safe, you know, uh, if someone gets dropped, they're not going to let the other person just pound on them. You know, uh, I think that's so cool. You know, there's, it's just women versus women, men versus men. I don't see any, uh, I see two boys on there fighting. These, these boys are probably, I don't know, nine or 10. Um, I think that's awesome. You know, I, I don't necessarily condone violence, but if it's in a, you know, I love boxing. I love UFC. It's If it's in a safe environment, then I kind of condone it, you know. <laughs> um, that's an interesting way to settle. I think people would be a lot happier because, you know, that's the thing about it. That's why so many people 
uh, not to get like morbid or sad or depressing or anything, but that's why so many people shoot other people is because they don't want to fight. They don't want to get their ass kicked and, you know, whatever, be made fun of and, oh, you're such a pussy. You couldn't even win a fight. You know, they, they don't want that. The embarrassment of that is so great that they're, they're willing to shoot and kill somebody. You know what I mean? Um, so I think this, this is cool. You know, the whole town participates and it's not saying you have to have a beef with someone. If you don't have beef with anyone, you're cool. You just get entertainment for a couple of hours, whatever. Um, I just think that's really, really unique. You know, um, I think more places should implement that. Even if you take them to a boxing ring, you know, even if these are the, you know, gather the group of people who are having uh, beef with each other, bring them to the boxing gym and let them, you know, let them go at it. You'll respect each other more, you know, um, you might even have a good laugh about it. You might even forget why you were mad in the first place after the fight's over. Like, hey, you know what? That really didn't matter. I really didn't need to fight you over that, you know? <laughs> That's a cool tradition, man. Every single year. They do it every single year on December 25th. So we're exchanging presents and they're exchanging fists and, you know, um, <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. Let's take another drink. Cheers. All right. So real quick, let's go ahead and do some, uh, some drink recommendations here. I'm going to keep that ball rolling. Uh, let me see what I got. <clears throat> I've given this one out a million times. I'm going to do it again, a million and one. This is the Bahama Mama. What you're going to need is Malibu, rum, Captain Morgan, grenadine, pineapple juice, orange juice, sweet and sour, and one of those little milkshake zapper mixer thingies. Um, you're going to need an over of Malibu, an over of house rum, an under of Captain Morgan, a splash of grenadine, a third of pineapple juice, a third of orange juice, a third of sweet and sour. Uh, you zap that, pour it over ice. You got your Bahama Mama, good to go. Um, let's see, I want to do a shot on here. I haven't done a shot in a while. Uh, sex on the beach, there we go. Uh, sex on the beach, what you're gonna need is vodka, peach schnapps, or raspberry schnapps, cranberry and orange juice. Uh, over of vodka, under of peach schnapps, Splash of cranberry juice, splash of orange juice, pour all that shit over ice. You got sex on the beach. Uh, actually, I think you should, I, I don't, I didn't write down all the instructions. You should shake that with ice, uh, strain it into a shot glass. Now you have a nice cold shot to take. Sex on the beach. There you go. Um, <clears throat> this one is the Royal Fuck. We'll leave it here. Uh, over of Crown Royal, under of Peach Snops, a splash of cranberry, shake with ice, strain, You've got the royal fuck. As always, uh, don't drink and drive. Get an Uber. Get a Lyft. Message DoorDash. They'll bring you the shit. Uh, just be safe. Cheers, everybody. All right, moving on. Hold on. Hold on. I think I got to pee. I'll be right back. Hang on. All right, and I'm back. Um... So last thing I want to talk about on this episode is something that was driving me nuts. It still kind of is, um, but I'm becoming more and more obsessed with is the movie Shazam. 
And from what I remember as a kid, and I know I've seen this movie, uh, Sinbad was a genie who uh, came out of the little whatever you call that thing. The, it's not a bottle. It's a, a lamp. And uh, Jesus Christ, I had to reach back for that one, didn't I? Uh, <laughs> he comes out of a lamp and there's two kids and he's, you know, granting them three wishes blah 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 I mean that's I don't remember a lot of details of the movie you know it, it was a long time ago but I know I've seen this movie and, and the big controversy is uh, Sinbad has even said this himself he never was in a genie movie he was never a genie in a movie um, there's no IMDB of this movie called Shazam S-H-A-Z-A-A-M uh, there's no trace of this movie. There's no trace other than, you know, the people who have claimed to have seen it, like I have. There's so many people who have claimed to see this movie, and and, and I'm one of those people. I, I know I've seen this movie. Um, not to be confused with Kazam, with uh, Shaquille O'Neal. And, and the weird thing about it is, supposedly, the movie that I saw came out in 1993 Kazam came out in 1996 I believe um, and, and the only reason I never actually saw Kazam was Shaquille O'Neal was because I remember seeing the previews for the movie and thinking this is just a knockoff of Shazam which I love dude Shazam as a kid it had me cracking up dude Sinbad is so damn funny um, just to shout out another one of his movies that I loved growing up was The Cherokee Kid. You gotta go watch that one. That was a great, funny-ass movie. Um, but yeah, dude, it, it's a whole controversy thing. I, I, I went down a rabbit hole the other day, read it, all these different threads and stuff, people arguing back and forth. It's not a real movie. It is a real movie. No, I've seen this movie. I know it's a real movie. Uh, people say, you know, the Mandela effect, which apparently is like a bunch of people recalling something that never existed, which is like, how does that happen? Uh, there's a couple of things like Tony the Tiger used to not have a blue nose or something. Or there's like something with Fruit Loops, too. There's something with the Berenstain Bears, the way it's spelled. Um people rem remember it being spelled different uh this one kind of i, I kind of get this one too jiffy and jiff like jiff peanut butter i i swear there was a brand called jiffy at one point in time um I'm, I'm not so strong on that one my stance isn't so strong on that opinion but uh shazam with sinbad dude i've totally seen that movie and i watched it multiple times I watched it on TV. It was like a TV movie or whatever. I don't know what channel specifically, but uh, I'd go visit my great-grandparents with my brother when I was little, and we'd, you know, we'd spend a good amount of time over there, you know, like a weekend or something, or uh, sometimes a couple of days during the week or whatever. And, uh, dude, they had HBO. They had Disney Channel. They had Stars. They had Cinema. They had all the TV channels, and I know out of all those movie channels... I definitely watched this movie. I asked my brother, do you remember this movie? And he's like, yes. Um, three different co-workers 
at my job. I just kind of brought it up randomly, and they're like, yeah, I watched that movie. It was totally a movie. And I'm like, this is validating me. But then when you go on the internet, like I said, there's no trace of it. There's no IMDb. There's no actors list that you can find. Um, I'm screenshotting things when people do find it. Like, there are some people that claim to have the VHS. They have video of them pulling the VHS out. Um, they pull the box out, and then they actually pull the tape out of the box. Uh, the The problem is they never play the damn movie, so it's like you don't know if it's it's real or not, you know? Uh, you can kind of Photoshop anything these days just to appease people if you wanted to, or just to... Um, confuse the argument, which it does a very good job of when you're when you're showing you know the movie, the VHS. But dude, I know, I know, without a shadow of a doubt, I watched this movie and I watched it multiple times. And the the crazy thing is, this is what makes me lean toward maybe I didn't was I can't tell you much about the movie. I mean, there there's probably. Um, a lot of movies I saw growing up that I, you know, I've seen the movie, but I couldn't tell you many details of the movie. You know, there's probably a ton like that. So, I mean, it's, it's just a weird thing, dude. Like, how, how can so many people remember actually watching this movie just like me? Um, and, but it doesn't exist, you know? Um, Sinbad came out later. Uh, later on, I guess recently in the past couple of years or whatever, and said it was a real movie and he was just embarrassed of the movie and he was doing a lot of drugs at the time and blah, 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 all this and that. I, I don't know. I don't know what to believe anymore because he had gone so long, so many years saying, no, I never made that movie. I was never a genie. I mean, he was adamant about it, dude. Um, and then this brings up all kinds of weird ass theories of, uh, what's the one theory that it was, it was a stolen idea for a movie. That's why it's been scrubbed from history. You know, um, all the tapes were bought back by Disney. They had an 800 number you could call to send your tape in and they would actually give you money for sending the tape in because they didn't want it out anymore. Dude, there's all kinds of crazy ass theories. Um, but for my money, I, I've definitely seen the movie. Uh, you gotta write me. You gotta tell me if you've seen this movie too or if you saw it back in the day because I know I did. I know I did. Like, no matter what Sinbad, Sinbad says or how many times he denies it, I know I've seen that damn movie. And if not, if I am making it up in my brain... How are there so many other people making it up too? Like, they remember watching the movie too. It's nuts, dude. I, I don't know what to think about it, but it's driven me crazy this past week. Just going back and forth because, like, people are making pretty good points online. And I'm like, okay, maybe I haven't seen this movie. Maybe I am making it up. And then I see someone else and... You know, we rented this with my mom for Blockbuster and we watched it, you know, my, my little cousins watched it so many times, you know, throughout the weekend and I remember sitting down with them watching it over and over and over again. I, you know, just firsthand accounts of watching this movie. It's it's crazy, dude. I, I don't know what to think. So write me at drinkuntilyoupodcast at gmail.com. Uh, reach out to me on X, formerly Twitter, at drinkuntilyou on Instagram at Drink Until You Podcast, uh, Facebook, Drink Until You Podcast. Uh, I really want to know. 
I'm going to get to the bottom of this somehow, some way. It's just weird that when Sinbad admitted that he did do the movie, he just started being so like overly sarcastic. He was like, yeah, and I was greasing up my body so I could fit into the into the lamp so I could come out later and I was practicing my genie, you know, whatever, magic and all that. It's like, okay, now he's bullshitting. He's like trolling. Um, so I don't know. I really don't know. I, I mean, in my heart of hearts, if I had to tell you honestly today and I had to put money on it, I would say I've seen the movie because I remember seeing the movie. Um, and I remember not seeing Kazam for that same reason. I was like, no, I've already seen this movie. This is pretty much a remake. You know, I've already seen the genie come out and give them wishes and he was Sinbad and, oh, dude, it's so weird, man. It's driving me crazy. I can't stop thinking about it. I can't stop talking about it. And you know what? The I've asked probably about 10 people and 10 out of 10 people have said they've seen this movie. They've actually seen the movie. It's, it's crazy, dude. Um, why you would want to take the movie back, I don't really know. If that's what happened. Um, it's, it's not a government thing. There's other people that try to turn it into like a government thing and this is brainwashing and you know what well, I don't know I don't know about all that shit but something weird has gone on around it and uh, there's footage of him actually uh, Sinbad actually being a genie but this was like an April Fool's hoax they got two little kids you know to be the actors Sinbad came out it's a short little skit um, that one I know is fake but dude I, I, I swear like, with everything I know, with everything I believe, I've seen this movie because I would watch it when it came on. I loved the movie. Um, and I would be sure to watch it when it came on. It was funny to me. You know, it was interesting. It, it was adventurous. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, dude. When the actor sits there and straight up says, I never made a movie as a genie, it's hard to be like, oh, yes, you did. You know what I mean? Like, that's happened to me before. I have one of those faces where, you know, someone uh, recognizes me. I had a guy tell me one time, hey, what's up? I was like, hey, you went to this high school, didn't you? And I was like, no. And he's like, yeah, you did. Your name is Blake. You went to this high school, didn't you? And I was like, no, my name is not Blake. And no, I didn't go to that high school. You know, I, I get it. You know, people can make mistakes. It's just weird that it would be so many people. And a lot of people that I know that I've grown up with swear they've seen the movie too. It's crazy, dude. I, I don't know. I don't know how to get to the bottom of this one, but um, I know I've seen it. I'm sticking to that. Um, that's going to do it for me this week. Uh, let's finish these off. Cheers, everybody. All right. Uh, thank you for listening to episode number 308. Drink until you podcast. The only podcast that lasts to the last drop. Uh, yeah, that was pretty good. Blood Orange. 8 out of 10. Would drink it again. Not the best thing I've ever had, but it's definitely not bottom of the barrel. Um, you guys be safe. You have a good week. I will talk to you next week. I love you all. Bye.